You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top. What up, what up, Real Coach JB here, man, last Slapdick Podcast here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe. Let folks know I've been having some fucking YouTube technical difficulties off my podcast board, so we're trying to check it out today, and that's why uh, that's why I'm doing this show right now on uh, on YouTube. But anyway, uh, it is what it is. I'm trying to check it out. It's been going out here, man. Um, the shit's been going out on. Uh, on YouTube after like two minutes. So we're three minutes in and the sound is still on right now, but I don't know if it'll stay or what. So we don't know why the fuck it's breaking off, man. So, um, so it just is what it is. But anyway, I'm, uh, I'm gonna get into this slap dick podcast. I'm basically just winging the topic here, man, because of shit I've seen this morning. So basically, you know, if no one knows how I do my podcast. This is how I do them. I basically see something that I want to discuss that's real, that has relevance to you guys in the real world. And then I preach on it or talk about it and how it relates or equates to you, me, or otherwise. Whether you like it or not, um... It's kind of how I do them. I don't prep them and write them. I don't have a fucking writer or producer. Um, And I just don't have. Just don't know. That's just how I do them. So I'm not like all these other fuckers that have producers and production and all this shit. So is what it is. Anyway, man, the title of this show is called Out of Bounds because I just said, fuck it. I've seen some things this morning already. I've seen some fans who have DM'd me and hit me up um, sharing some shit saying, uh, hey, coach, have you seen this? I'm like, what the fuck is this? They're like, people trying to be like you and making, making fake accounts in your name. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's always something, man. Always fucking something. So... Anyway, let me pay the bills real quick, man, and uh, get to the show. The Slapdick Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Check it out. If you're not into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures, for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sporting book bet needs. Visit the website today. Use your mobile device. Join and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. We also got a new sponsor called uh, Balance 7, man. They're basically a Lamar Odom ran um, pH balance settle, uh, supplement. So I'll get into them later on, but... Um, but anyway, the whole I'm on YouTube, so I appreciate you guys. My boy Cleve Doty in the house. Uh, I'm on YouTube live today because, like I said, I've been getting these. We've been having this sound difficulties, and the shit's been cutting out after a few minutes. So we're doing it. A couple guys came over today to check on it, uh, and we're uh, we're checking it out today. So right now it's working, but we've had to restart it and shit. So we don't know why. So anyway. Um, we're trying to figure this shit out as we as we get going. So, um, fuck. All right. So, anyway, um, we decided to do the podcast today, man, and kind of get going on the on the YouTube deal. So anyway, the title of this show is called Out of Bounds. Like I said, man, I just brought it. I just came up with it today. And, uh, you know, we're figuring it out. Um, 
you know, it's funny when you come on YouTube and you see all, the, you know, I, I appreciate all the fans. I got supporters, man. I appreciate all of them. And then you got the guys that come on and are just like waiting to see you. Like, you must follow me to when I jump on a YouTube podcast after having been on live in months. And then you jump on and dick ride me like Peter Ahern or whatever the fuck this fake motherfucker's name is on pod, on the podcast. He he comes in and writes bitch. <laughs> Dog, I got the funniest followers and it's it's fucking comical to me. But remember man, um love your haters. They're your biggest fucking fans. Just remember, you got to love your haters because they're your biggest fans. I said that quote the other day, and I kind of just said it during the show um, just because I I just said it during the show. I didn't even prep it or nothing. And uh, you got to love your haters, man. They're your biggest fans. Without the haters, you'll go broke. Since I, so, you know, I got these whiskey haters, this little bitch out in Kansas, this redneck um redneck bitch and and her little crew you know there's they're gonna hate but but i got thirty thousand pre-sale orders for whiskey since all the controversy controversy sales bitch ass cats like peter is what is they're the dick riders that have no life they don't help nobody they're sitting at home right now they probably are on 600-pound life. They weigh like 600 fucking pounds, eating donuts. They don't help nobody. All they have is your life. They need to live in your life. So Peter here on YouTube is jumping into my lane because his lane is so sad and fucked up. He has no life. He's a dick rider. And he gargles on Listerine every day because he has this taste of men's balls in his jaws that's what these motherfucking bottom feeders do see what i'm saying they have no life they make up these names his name's not really peter you know what i'm saying it's probably richard you know all also known as dick and that's his real name and then he gets on there and makes up peter you know what i'm saying he's a low life nobody likes him he got his bitch snatched at the prom by a motherfucker like me and now he's mad at life. And I need to do more YouTube lives, man, because they give me just shit to talk about. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers just give me shit to talk about. And then he's the bitch made cat that you, you see at Walmart. He probably saw me. He probably f sees me all the time and tells me, hey, coach, what's up? I'm a big fan. And then on here, he's a dick riding hater. I'm telling you, love your fucking haters. They're your biggest fans. They get you paid. So make sure you remember that shit. I told you, haters make my dick hard. I love that shit. But anyway, so Peter, what up, man? I love you. Um, but go gargle. Go gargle, motherfucker, because you got balls on your jaws. Um, out of Bounds, man, title of this show. Out of Bounds. When you're from the hood, like me, my boy Cleve in this show, on my YouTube right now, former quarterback of mine, has his own, uh, has his own uh, clothing line. Um, we used to call out of pocket, out of bounds for when cats did shit to you or people that you know that was foul or what we call out of bounds. You was out of bounds. You, you, you hollered at my bitch. You was out of bounds. You dirty Mac, my boy, you out of bounds. Everyone has different sayings from where you are and where you're from in the country. Some cats salt, you salted me up. You, you hate it on me. You know, just simple shit like that. But out of bounds is basically shit that people do. Um, that, you know, out of bounds is basically for people who have no life. And they want to make sure that they throw you into their shit life that they live and make sure that they continue to bring people with them into their fucked up ass world. They're bottom feeders, right? So quote of the day to get you guys started is hunger knows no friends, but it's feeder. Hunger knows no friend, but it's feeder. 
See, hunger, bottom feeders, that's all they do. Like, what's the best? A lot of you motherfuckers love seafood, right? You like shrimp, crab, lobster. You understand those are all bottom feeders, right? The best looking bitch that you run across is a bottom feeder. The homie who you think is your boy is a bottom feeder. That's why cats don't understand how to differentiate between partner, homie, and acquaintance. I tell people all the time, I'm never shocked at getting stabbed in the back. I'm shocked when I turn around and see who's holding the motherfucking knife, right? That's when you're shocked. But now I'm not even shocked at that shit no more. Because I know that everyone out here, there's so many, so many bitch made cats that either have jealous ones envy or are just simply, you know, they're just simply fucking bottom feeders, man. They, they have no, they have, their life is so bad that they have to be part of your life. And that's the problem. That's what a lot of these motherfuckers, uh, Remember this, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to the show. Sheeps, sheeps wear wolves' clothing. I'm just telling you. I, I'm sorry, I fucked that up. Wolves wear sheeps' clothing, and that's just what it is. Wolves wear sheeps' clothing, and they are these bottom-feeding fucks that have no friends, no life. They, Like I said, their girl got snatched at the prom, and they were like the nerd math guy. And then the athlete took their girl. And then they hate athletes forever now. They motherfuckers hate athletes forever. Now they're like a Fortune 500 company CEO. And these motherfuckers hate the shit out of you. And you're just because not you didn't specifically take his girl. But he hates athletes. So when you're an athlete or a coach or anything like that, guess what happens? Motherfuckers. Get involved and get in your lane. And they're bottom feeders. They have to survive on the bottom and pull you down. So it is what it is. Appreciate you guys, man. Uh, look, I know I just did this spur of the moment. So the fans that shot, jumped in, I appreciate you guys chilling and coming in. Um, and, yeah, it does, it does get worse with your success. I'll be honest with you. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Young, what up, man? Yeah, we got sound, man. That's why I'm doing this live, because we've been having some sound issues on our Slapdick podcast, or on our YouTube, so we're doing this to check it um, check it out. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to probably hit a high school game every Friday that I'm in town here in Cali, if I can, if I'm not out of state um, doing something. Um, I'm going to try to hit a, a game. I went to a local game out here um, last week. I know Coach Martinez is on here and said... Uh, Oaks Christian um, has a gig that you would dominate at Raul Lars at St. Anthony. So, yeah, yeah, I know, I know those guys. Charlie Collins is a good friend, uh, head coach out of Charlie at uh, Oaks Christian. I know Laura, we used to play each other, obviously, when he was at Poly. So, um, yeah, so I'm just chilling, man. And uh, I love Collins Hill, Georgia, uh, big lay, big play. They, uh, I used to group the shit out of Georgia, so I'm, I'm, I know the area, know it well. But anyway, man, you see my slapdick dogs back here sleeping on his back. That's Doughboy, by the way. Um, his ass is about 90 pounds. He's 21 weeks old. Um, anyway, someone is in here asking me about Biden and you leaving the U.S. U.S.'s oldest allies in the dark and in the lurch over Afghanistan withdrawal plans. Angus, this ain't no motherfucking political ass uh, podcast. I don't know shit about politics. Remember, politicians and priests are the two most crooked motherfuckers there are. I don't want to associate them myself with them motherfuckers. Them white collar crimes, white collar criminals are the worst motherfuckers we got. So, you know, you can say what you want, but. I don't get involved with that politics shit. I just call it how it is, how I see it. Like, you know, Trump being a pedophile, fucking Biden probably ain't no different. It's probably just a fucking, you know, we, we got the president that was the least, uh, 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 you know, the less of two evils, I guess. They're all fucked up. They're all fucking 
puppets in the puppet show. Then the motherfuckers ain't calling no shots. But anyway, uh, title of this show is Out of Bounds. And I'm going to talk about these haters and bottom feeders. So I guess apparently somebody created an account, an IG account with my name and my pictures and shit like that. And uh, so people have been DMing me all morning about, uh, hey, coach, somebody's trying to be like you and this is this and this. And I, so I see it. I tried to go to the account and I can't get to it. So they must have blocked me. I don't know how that shit works. I hate social media. I don't know how the social media world works. But apparently they blocked me, so I can't pull up the account. But it's my picture. They have my name, and it's almost like mine, but it has like an underscore at the end. And it's one of my coaching IG's uh, profiles, actually. So uh, I guess they can't do my real coach JB because it's verified or whatever. Even though Twitter won't verify me, I have no idea. Trip this. They verified the basketball coach on Last Chance U. I want to make sure people know. They verified the basketball coach who just had his first season, um, who I haven't watched any of the last chance you. So apparently everybody liked the guy. He don't cuss. Good dude. You know, whatever. Right. It's ironic that they have two coaches that didn't cuss. Follow me. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know what the ploy was that of that was. But anyway, uh, apparently they. This guy got verified on Twitter. He's got like, I don't know, five or 10,000 followers maybe. Um, like I got like 110,000 on Twitter, I think. And I don't even really promote myself like that. I don't want to, I don't give a fuck about a follower. I'm just saying I got 20 fucking businesses. I, I've, I think I've been on some of the biggest shows or the biggest events and have my own whiskey line and a bunch of other shit. My a best-selling book, number one best-selling book, and motherfuckers ain't verifying me. So I don't know, man. I just think me motherfuckers hating on me. It is what it is. So the reason I'm trying to get verified is because motherfuckers, I can get money, and the motherfuckers won't give me the blue check. Fucking Twitter. Anyway, um, so anyway, man, I got these motherfuckers that are just unbelievable. Um unbelievable bottom feeders that tried to be um, me. They make a fucking podcast profile or, uh, or an Instagram profile of me. You gotta be a you gotta be a fucking bottom feeding motherfucker with no life like how the fuck do you live with yourself and go to sleep at night trying to be like a mother another motherfucker like why the fuck it look like me trying to make a count of fucking lebron james and act like him like that shit is fucking weird i I don't know what else to say that shit is some weird shit that you gotta be and act and look like another motherfucking grown man You got what's called small dick syndrome, motherfuckers. You motherfuckers got small dick syndrome. That shit is crazy. So anyway, this fucking female dog, okay? I don't want to call her a bitch. This fucking female dog bitch who's hating on me with the whiskey line, who's trying to just fucking assassinate my character. Anyway, she's been been found to be a liar, um, basically come out trying to get me to stop fucking with her because she knows she's wrong. I told her I gave her the opportunity to fucking apologize. She didn't do it publicly. So now I'm still fucking put all gas, no brakes on her ass. So her ass, uh, her ass basically went on a podcast after she asked for, for fucking forgiveness. She went on a podcast because now that's all she knows. And I think all her supporters are like, Oh, don't, don't say you fucked up. Let's, let's get his ass out of there. It's a bunch of fucking soft, man, it's unbelievable how motherfucker can judge you and never know you and never have met you and go off the word of another motherfucker that you don't even know very well is the ultimate fucking definition of ignorant. Ignorance is life threatening. You got to be an ignorant motherfucker to follow a motherfucker that you don't know and believe his or her word 
about a motherfucker that you never met or never knew. That's called out of bounds. Motherfucker, you are out of bounds. See, back in the day, motherfuckers used to get smoked for doing shit like that and getting and being out of bounds. Nowadays, see, cats, this social media has allowed you not to get hit in the fucking face because you're hiding behind the keyboard tweeting out bitch-ass fucking comments and shit about people because you know you can't get hit in the face and get touched. That's the problem. So it is what it is. Um, we've created it. We got to live with it. You know, we got to sleep in the bed. We fucked up. That's basically what it is. Um, but for you to make a fucking profile of me, and then people used to accuse me of, remember I had a show, I had to find out, um, I had to find out what a burner account was. Because motherfuckers said, oh, that's one of Coach Brown's burner accounts. I'm like, what the fuck is a burner account? So then I found out, they're like, oh, well, KD has burner accounts and these guys have burner accounts. I'm like, what the fuck is a burner account? So I didn't know. Well, a burner account is a fucking fake account you make to do shit and say shit, I guess. Um, from coming from you, right? With a fake account. So I had a show a while back, you know, six months ago or more. And I'm like, why the fuck would I make a burner account when I say exactly the same shit that I say on my regular account? Why would I make a fake account to say the shit I already say? Like that shit is fucking retarded. I don't need to say shit. I don't need no fake account, motherfucker. I'm already telling you how it is on my motherfucking real account. So <laughs> there's no need for me to make no fake account. What am I going to do? Say nice shit on a fake account? I'm going to say the same shit. So Brian Patrick, would you ever coach D3 football? Fuck no. That's like playing. That's like watching a bunch of fucking. That's like watching paint dry. No, I need. I, I can't coach unless you're athletes. I need athletes. I need athletes, man. Can't coach. Bunch of rich white kids on uh, grants and scholarships on aid. Can't do it. Sorry. Love you guys. Love what you stand for. Can't coach you. But it'd be fun because you'd probably all fucking line up, listen, go to class, probably do the right shit. Instead of smoke weed, you probably do coke. I don't know. You know, money talks, you know. See, we grew up We grew up fearing Asians. You know why? Because Asians had the money. They had the fucking guns. They had the tech nines. They had the fucking Uzis and shit. Um... Anyway, so me and uh, I've had it out with some celebrities and, and sports analysts and shit from Ryan Clark on ESPN to Stephen A to um, different fucking people. This this quarterback guy who coaches Deshaun Watson, Quincy Avery. I've had it out with them on social media. Some of you have probably seen it. My boy I grew up with, Marcellus Wiley, who's on Speak for Yourself on Fox. People know who Marcellus Wiley is, a good friend of mine. He's basically, this, we're, we're cut from the same Compton cloth, okay? Grew up, uh, same, same area, same streets, same blocks. He basically says the similar shit. Um, he went to Columbia, very smart brother, educated cat. And he, he, he's on the show, obviously, with Acho now. Used to have bitch ass Jason Whitlock on there. So Marcellus has got into it with Quincy Avery, like I have. He's got into it with Ryan Clark recently over the weekend, like I have. So me and Marcellus got on the phone the other day, yesterday actually, and he was like, JB, why do we fight with the same motherfuckers? It's ironic, isn't it? I go, dog, you, sh you ain't lying. And, you know, real recognizes real. You know, it's funny. Cats, cats want to bring political views into an athletic contest. And they use politics as a crutch to defend whether you're black, white, or in fucking brown or purple. I don't give a fuck what color you are. Motherfuckers want to defend folks when they fuck up because of their color. Because of their background, race, ethnicity, whatever it may be. Marcellus keeps it real whether you're black, white, or purple. Same as me. You know, you can't ever put an ist on the na into my name, motherfucker. Because you know I ain't sexist. You know I ain't racist. You know where I'm from. You know what I stand for. And if you do call me out, call me out. And I'm going to bark right back. 
But don't go running to mommy and crying over spilled milk when I call your bitch ass out when you defame me on a Twitter post and then I call your bitch ass out and get you clowned and much love to all my fans and you come firing back at these people for me, which I appreciate. They go running to mommy. They delete their account. They go hide. They go put their account on private. This shit is funny to me. That's this cancel culture bullshit or whatever they call it now. And they can talk shit to you as much as they want. But then when you fire back, they get all in their feelings and get butthurt, go crying to mommy. They want to fucking, they want to fucking cry and, and, and bitch and moan. Coach went after me and do, 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 do. And his fans just came after me and I had to delete my account. Like it's, it's, it's just, it, I can't fathom it, dog. I don't, I don't really understand how a motherfucker can, <laughs> can, can do some shit like that and think it's cool and have no consequence. That's the no consequence enabled ass generation we're in. Can't hit your kid. It's corporal punishment. Well, I bet you the 16 year old kid that didn't get her ass beat by her mama who just shot up a school with a fucking AK. I bet you if you beat her ass when she was about three years ago, when she was 13, she wouldn't have shot up a fucking school in Florida with an AK. A 16-year-old fucking girl with an AK. But it's corporal punishment to discipline your kid. Get the fuck out of here. Mental health. Everything's mental health. How about we say it's fucking mental weakness and you use mental health as a motherfucking crutch. How about you be, how about you real about yourself and look at yourself and say, you know what? I ain't got mental health. The last time I checked, we didn't get to choose mental health. Mental fucking health chooses us. I didn't wake up and say, who the fuck am I? I woke up and it said, who the fuck are you? That means that you have mental health. If you don't know who the fuck your mama is or you are or look in the mirror and don't recognize who the fuck you are, you got mental problems at that point, right? Something hits you. That is the person I, def- I feel for. I don't feel for Delante motherfucking West who made millions and then went and hit the pipe, lost his cheese, and then claimed mental health. Now, Mark Cuban gives him 100 racks, sends him to rehab. He comes out a month later, and now he has no mental health. He's back cool again. <laughs> that's mental health and you motherfuckers defend it so all of all marcellus was saying about shikari richardson who came back if you didn't notice last weekend and got smoked by a bunch of jamaican broads she's the girl that got cracked for the weed and then you know didn't go to the olympics and all that shit right and then everybody coming to defend her and it's funny how this soft generation has so many supporters and then when you come out and say some shit that's the truth you know obviously we know the truth hurts in so many facets and material it gets to be um it hurts people's feelings when they're then coming out to defend people just because of whatever like you got brothers and sisters defending brothers and sisters as they should but there's also a thing called being real with yourself and trying to help our folks out too learn some shit because we're just enabling this future generation and, and and creating these youngsters to be even more fucked up than we already are and you guys don't realize that and i tell black women every day you guys now have the strongest platform in the world you're a black female use the platform to get other black females or females in general because black females have it worse in my opinion than black males because they're a female The females are already fucking looked at and fucking hindered by hiring employees, by educational workforces, by fucking everything. Women, it's still a man's world. So let's not get it twisted. And then the women that come out and try to combat that by saying it ain't a man's world, we're equals. Look, I'm not a sexist. I'm all for women's rights. I'm on six women's rights boards, two fucking female breast cancer walkathon boards. I am full defense of women and women's rights. But don't say it's a you're not equal to a man. You guys need the man to do a million things for you when something hits the fan. When motherfucker your baby daddy's brother 
hits you, you need who? Your your brother, your homies, your daddy. It's a man. It's a man's world still. You need that motherfucker to come beat their ass because you're not doing it. See, the other day, there's a viral video of uh, of a dude at the Steelers game who 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 knocked out this this lady's husband. The white girl slaps a black dude. Motherfucking look like two chains, right? Slaps him at a Pittsburgh Steeler game because I think the dude, her husband, she got him fired up and he's starting to talk shit. So the black dude, the brother was just kind of like just talking like, man, just stay in your lane, dog, whatever. This white girl slaps this man. Now, this is where a lot of disagreements are going to happen. And you know how I, do, I feel about motherfuckers hitting women. Okay. A man has no place in the world to hit a woman. I don't give a fuck how many times she hits you. That female could have hit me 79 times with a slap or a fucking hit. And I wasn't going to move and then feel it really, right? He fucking backs up and fires on her. Now, look, this is the thing. Shannon Sharp comes to his defense. Fucking uh, Stephen A. came to his defense. All these people came to his defense and said, this is why you should never put your hands on another human. No human should put their hands on another human. I agree with that 100%, right? Where I don't agree with them at is if she put hands on the man, the man has every right to fire on her. Now, that's where I just disagree because it's not equal playing field, dog. Like, <laughs> women do, the, the genetics just aren't there. Like, that's why I have a huge disagreement with the whole gender fucking. If you're born with a vagina, you need to be in sports that have vaginas. If you are born with a penis, you need to participate in sports that have penises. I can't say it no other real way without getting into the whole political fucking view about it. If you were born with a dick, you should never race a fucking person with a pussy. I mean, can I say it any other motherfucking way before I drop the mic? And that's the world we're in now. We're that soft to where we're allowing that type of shit to crack. And it's like, you got to be shitting me. There's metals that were once revered as the most wanted thing in the world. Gold Olympic medals being lost to a motherfucker that grew, was born with a dick and he beats your girl. Like, and if you watch this, the video of the dude, 2 Chains, he wasn't trying to hit the girl. I mean, I'm going to be real. I think the, he took his glasses off. You know, you got that's when you got to relax and calm down. It's a girl. You can't have the wants to hit the girl. Okay, she could be the biggest bitch in the world, right? We've all been there and dealt with the crazy fucking girl. Don't fucking, you don't got to hit her. But like you can tell he tried to like, but he swung at her the first time. I think he hit her barely. Dude got up. He hit him, caught him twice. And then he tried to, then he pushed the girl. The female's out of line. She's, she's the reason old boy got knocked out. See, be careful who you your circle is dog choose your circle wisely because her ass has probably got his ass knocked out 20 fucking times at <laughs> bars fucking games that motherfucker you need to pick another bitch homie your girl is psycho and she gonna get you fucking murdered one day if you was in la you lucky you wasn't at the rams charger game motherfucker you should have seen the fights at that motherfucker but she was crazy but see that's the thing I'm not going to defend her at all. That bitch was crazy. She's out of pocket. She's out of bounds. But you can't hit a woman as a man, dog. I mean, there's just no... Dog, what what damage was he going to do? What damage was she going to do to him? Please let me know. What damage was that girl going to do to that man? That man? She wasn't going to do shit. What's she going to do? Slap you a few times? She ain't going to do shit. Like, fuck... Even if she cocked back and hit you with a fist, she ain't gonna hurt you, dog. That, that's like, that's like a little motherfucker, hundred and forty pound motherfucker. You know, even with boxing skills, there's still science and shit involved, dog. Don't fucking 
hit a female. Just period. You don't need to. There's no reason to. Because, dog, I'm going to be honest with you. If my daughter slapped you and you fired on her, I'm fucking smoking you. <laughs> so you can say what you want to do. I don't give a fuck. She slapped you and she was out of bounds and she's fucked up for it and all that shit. But there's repercussions, dog, and there's shit. Even if you're right or wrong, dog, you know. <laughs> hey, Cleve, I've seen dudes get knocked out by females, too. Don't get it twisted. I do understand it. But, like, it's like coaching, Cleve. When you're the coach and you got a player who's a shitbird and he wants to fire on you because you cussed him out in a, in a drill or a practice, you're in a no-win situation as the coach. Why? If you hit the kid and beat his ass, you're fired, and you go to jail. If the kid hits you and knocks you out as the coach, you're now blackballed, dog. You're the laughing stock of coaches. You got knocked out by a 15, 17-year-old kid as a grown-ass coach. You are in a no-win situation. If the dude gets socked and knocked out by the female, like Cleveland Doty in, in the chat saying, which I've seen happen, right? I've seen girls fucking sleep a dude it is what it is though like what you gonna do like dog i let her hit me she caught me or i hit my head on something who knows what it may be right but also dog if you're a man that has any type of fucking skills you shouldn't be getting caught by no female i'm just being honest not i'm not knocking females i'm just saying you shouldn't be getting caught by a female and to where you get knocked out dog she was open hand slapping this dude and she was on a higher level. He was on a lower step and that shit didn't hurt that motherfucker. But I would have beat hit her man's ass like he did. No doubt. But she gets, she's the one that catches him. But anyway, going back to the whole thing, Shakari Richardson's whole point to Marcellus Wiley was leave politics out of the competition discussion. Marcellus is strictly discussing your results in the athletic competition. So Ryan Clark came to, to her defense saying, oh, you just basically a, a, a sellout brother who ain't going to defend this black female. Now, this is a motherfucker on ESPN and you got Marcellus on Fox, two pretty big names. And Marcellus blasts Ryan Clark basically saying, first of all, motherfucker, stay in your lane. Another motherfucker staying out is getting out of his lane. Number two is, we're discussing the competition at hand. Biles opted out for mental health, but then she comes back and, and, and leaves her team hanging, but comes back and fucking has a solo. Now, but she had mental health. So she woke up saying, oh, I got mental health. And then the next day she woke up and mental health didn't have her, huh? That's what you're trying to tell me. That's a whole other discussion. I already gave you my Biles fucking thoughts last a couple podcasts ago. But Shikari... Richardson, she fucked up by smoking the weed, right? Weed's illegal in a lot of places. It's still illegal in NCAA. It's still illegal in the NFL and the NBA. It's still illegal in the Olympic Committee's eyes, right? It is what it is. I don't give a fuck anymore about it. I hated it when I coached because I thought it fucked up a lot of kids um, as far as practice and uh, motherfuckers lazy, sleepy, fucking. I hated weed. Now they're opening it up, making it basically, I mean, shit. It's a huge industry now, right? It is what it is. So I don't give a fuck no more what it does. But what I'm saying is, if it's the rule, you got caught, it is what it is. Don't do the crime. You can't do the time. So Marcellus basically said, dog, she got smoked by some Jamaicans. And I question him. I'm like, damn, what else is she fuck? Was she on? I mean, she might have been on some fucking roids, dog, because she was good. Now, shit, since the weed stopped, she's horrible. She getting her ass whooped. She was in the back. She got beat bad. So I don't know what's cracking. But anyway, Ryan Clark's putting politics into competition. And that's what we're doing too often with this shit. See, we put politics into the Kaepernick thing. Can I be honest with you? Kaepernick had one good season in the playoffs, and they ran some triple option with him, what he did well in Nevada, not too far removed from Nevada, so he was fresh with it. But Kaepernick couldn't throw a football. He has a great, strong arm, but he couldn't throw a football. He's similar to Cam Newton. He's not very accurate. He's not very precise. 
He really wasn't great at reading coverage. He was an athlete. And I hate the stereotype of brothers playing quarterback and, and only can be athletes. Trust me, I've coached motherfucking brothers that were smarter than any white kid I've ever had. That ain't even a fucking true statement or motherfuckers trying to attack that shit um, is bullshit stereotype. The bottom line is, though, Kaepernick wasn't very good in his sport. Regardless of his political stance, which you can you can believe in or not believe in, support or not support, he wasn't very good at the fucking quarterback position in the NFL. Because if he was, I truly believe he would be back in the league. Now, do I believe he was blackballed? Yes. I do believe he was blackballed. But if he was that good, his motherfucking ass would be back in the league. He didn't make them have to sign him. See the difference? It's easy to be average. It's hard to be different. He didn't make them have to sign him because he wasn't that good. It's like Tim Tebow. Like he had the one good, he had a playoff game. He throws a touchdown. He beats Pittsburgh at Denver and he's the world beater. And then the next game he couldn't fucking complete a hitch ball. He looked horrible again because he was a competitive player who had a winning edge to him and an it factor to him, but he just wasn't an NFL quarterback. And that's, it catches up to you. And that's just what happened there. And so it's nothing personal, but Ryan Clark brought political views into this girl running track and getting smoked by 10 lengths. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that have to do with her skin tone, color, ethnicity, political belief, fucking, uh, whether she's Christian, Catholic, or fucking Buddha, Buddhism, what the fuck does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Motherfuckers want to bring up the shit. Go look at the fucking Atlanta Falcons after they lost to, 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 to Brady when they were down 28 points in the Super Bowl. I want you to go Google or YouTube some players' excuses after they lost. Dog, it's exactly what it is. Losers make excuses. Winners find a motherfucking way. That's just what it is in life, period. My boy Cleveland Doty in here is going to find a way to get a successful fucking clothing line, or he's not. Like, there's no gray area. We can't say we, sh we, oh, we tried, man. We just, we got fucked and motherfuckers kept us down. That's going to happen. We already know that. But what are we going to do to turn over rocks and figure shit out? Like coaching. All right. I got blackballed being on Netflix. Netflix kind of fucked my name off. I think they depicted me in a manner where now two shows following me. There are these great mental health fucking warriors and these motherfuckers that don't cuss and they're nice humans. And look at where the players went compared to where my motherfuckers went. Just so you know, two of my players are up for the Lombardi trophy this year. Jermaine Johnson, Coy Dang, Cal and Florida State. I had 101 guys go Division One, 50 to Power 5. We're going to have Raheem Boyd got drafted this year. We got another few be drafted next year. Please show me a guy at Laney or Elac. N no offense. I mean, dog, I know how Cali Juco is. Those coaches are up against it. It's hard here. But I still sent guys Power 5 when I coached in California. Like, it didn't really change. It's the person. It's not the place. Just remember, don't depict me as this motherfucker and then follow me up with some motherfuckers that are the, everyone that's in this soft-ass cancel culture loves and reveres because they don't cuss and they fucking have mental health and their wives are on the phone talking about, oh, son, it's okay. and da -da -da. No, it ain't. You didn't have mental health when you got to this motherfucker. But now you do because you're struggling to live in the fucking dorm or fucking cafe. Well, motherfucker, you chose to come here. Don't give me no fucking soft mental health excuse because you don't want to run, motherfucker. That's the problem. We as coaches and mentors, we allow it. We don't coach it. So I don't know. It is what it is. Perception is reality. Motherfuckers perceive me to be a certain way. They take it as reality. Now, guess what? I have this persona and this 
aura floating over me that I'm this fucking dude, right? But in reality, hey, it is what it is, man. I can live with it. I go to sleep at night fine. I'm not tripping. It is what it is. But it's funny how you choose, pick and choose who you defend and who you don't defend. That's what's funny to me. And motherfuckers that have platforms, Stephen A., Ryan Clark, all these motherfuckers, Simone Biles, help the future generation out. Especially the inner city folks. You're, 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 you're fucking crippling them. You're not fucking helping them. You're telling these motherfuckers it's cool to give up and quit on your fucking teammates. It's cool to fucking quit on this and that. Don't show up then. You already were the best, Simone Biles. You already held all the records. You made it about you. Don't show up. Shikari, you made it about you, dog. I mean, just being real. You smoke weed on the twelfth on the twenty third hour. They checked at twelve midnight. You got cracked. <laughs> you could have waited one minute. <laughs> you would have made it. Like, dog, it's about you. Motherfuckers are gonna write books about their scenario. Want to bet? They're gonna write books. I'm just being honest. Um, Jerry Wells asked, "Could my indie teams have hanged with C- FCS teams?" I just want to be honest with you. My indie teams would have beat KU, probably K-State, probably uh, a bunch of Division I schools. So I'm just going to be honest. We would have beat a lot of schools. JUCOs out there could beat a lot of D1 schools, a lot of mid-majors, Akron, fucking Toledo's, Miami of Ohio's. You'll be surprised. Remember, my players went Division One, Power 5, or I got them from Power 5 schools. They weren't at KU, <laughs> and they're not going to KU. So just imagine and put that in perspective. Look at my players and just look at where they went and look who they were. I mean, it is what it is. Now, we didn't have 96 scholarship players like those Power 5 schools. So... We could have got, we would not have beat a lot of big schools because of depth issues, even though we had quite a bit. But we, you know, there's always going to be issues. Um, Cleve's in here trying to start up some shit. <laughs> Just so you know, Cleveland Doty played on one of the most loaded JUCOs of all time that I ever assembled. Pete Carroll told me, he said that team was probably the most loaded JUCO he's seen. This was my O. Six, seven, eight Compton College team. My 08 Compton team, when Cleve actually left uh, to on a scholarship, was probably the most loaded team I've seen. My indie team was very comparable to that. Um, those were probably two of the most loaded, talented teams I've had. Compton 08, Indy 17. We were very, very comparable. We had depth. We were long, athletic, 6'8", 330 across the board on the O-line. Malik even will tell you, we were bigger than Florida State's O-line at Indy when he got there. He was like, God damn, we're bigger than Florida State. So people don't put that in perspective. They really don't know what they don't know. People come out and talk all this shit. Oh, Juco, shitty. Well, most Juco's, just so you know, good ones will beat the shit out of a lot of Division One schools. So you don't have a clue. But anyway, um, is what it is. So... KD and Draymond Green um, do an interview. This is why I titled this show Out of Bounds. They did an interview together. And to me, I'm going to give you my perspective on this thing and tell you the real. To me, these motherfuckers are out of bounds. You know why? Because these are people. KD, who's flown around to fucking three teams chasing a ring. Left Golden State, in my opinion, because he wasn't the biggest dick. Curry was, always will be. I even will argue Clay Thompson is more loved and revered than KD. Was KD the best player? Probably, right? That's a loaded-ass team. You can argue Draymond was a big four, because I don't give a fuck. Draymond Green is a great NBA player and can do a lot of shit. And I would argue he's a fourth great player on a team on a big four team they called it the big three and 
Draymond Green, who's admitted burner accounts and all this shit, which to me is just crazy. You got to be, and then you you see how he is when, with the Nets. That's why I don't believe they'll ever win. They're two. There's three soft ass motherfuckers. James Harden went to my high school, by the way. KD and Kyrie to me are the same enabled soft motherfucker, point finger motherfuckers that you can find. And out of bounds title of this is because of there was a respect factor back in the day that you had for your coaches, your bosses, your the people that hired you, the people that signed you, the people that paid you. You had a common courtesy responsibility to not throw them under the bus. That's just what life was growing up. You to, you called older gentlemen and ladies, ma'am and sir. You you didn't talk back to teachers and coaches. You didn't tell motherfuckers what this is how it is when you ain't paid a mortgage bill, a light bill, or a car note, but you fucking know how it is, huh? That's the problem. And then the coaches and mentors and parents nowadays are the issue because we allow it. We don't coach it. And that's the fucking problem. But KD and Draymond get together. They put on this fucking... They get on this fucking show. Mind you, KD and, and Draymond supposedly had beef because Draymond called him a bitch, right? But what I don't get is how soft motherfuckers are. You know why? They're both bitch-made motherfuckers. This is why. They're scared to either throw hands or have personal beef and did, and just wanted to squash it because they're scared of each other or just period because they're both bitch-made motherfuckers, in my opinion. And they're both very similar. They both very, they talk the same. They they, they they tweet out the same bitch-made tweets. So it makes sense they got together and basically were being some fucking pussies together. And guess what they start doing? They start throwing the Golden State Warriors GM under the bus. Steve Kerr, the head coach, under the bus. Every motherfucker's fault but theirs. It was every other motherfucker's fault but theirs. The motherfuckers who make $200 million are pointing fingers at some other motherfuckers who allowed you to earn that money. Who got you that money. I don't give a fuck what team you're on. Don't say, well, coach, he was like, going to say, he got the, he look at what he just got at the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to get that money on any team. And guess who, what else he's going to do? All you know, all motherfuckers. He's going to throw that motherfucker under the bus too. Because he's a bitch made motherfucker. That's, so remember, remember Kyrie Irving came out and made this whole statement that he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. His mind wasn't on basketball. It was on the Middle East. Remember Kyrie Irving's fucking brain was on the Middle East? Hey, Kyrie, guess what, dog? Have you peeped out what's cracking in Afghanistan, motherfucker? Why aren't you there, bitch? See, the motherfuckers want to talk all this shit. Kyrie Irving wanted to talk that shit because he wanted to out. He wanted an excuse on why they didn't win the whole thing. And when they didn't win the whole thing, the motherfucker had an excuse as, oh, my brain is on the Middle East. What the fuck is your brain on the Middle East for, motherfucker? Are you over there on the front line with some fucking heat? I'll give you some credit if you was over there on the fucking front line. But your motherfucking ass is an excuse-making soft motherfucker. And so is your team. KD and, and Draymond are the same fucking way. They go on there and start throwing motherfuckers under the bus. But you should Google the GM at the Golden State Warriors who they threw under the bus. On their interview. Go Google. I don't know his name off the top. So go Google the Golden State Warriors GM and see how he reacted when KD blew his um, Achilles out in the Toronto series. Please go see how the GM acted and reacted for the Golden State Warriors when KD blew out his Achilles. This is the man who you just threw under the bus on a fucking put-together-ass motherfucking podcast. He was crying. A grown man crying who paid you $200 million and you just won two rings in this franchise. He was crying because you blew out your fucking Achilles. For you, who he signed, and then now it's his fault. 
Bob Myers. Thank you, Jamal uh, Armstrong. Jam- Bob Myers was crying, and now you throw him under the bus and say it was his fault that Draymond Green called you a motherfucking bitch. <laughs> Dog, we have a epidemic occurring right in front of us that has nothing to do with COVID. It has to do with you soft enabling motherfuckers that only enable these dumb motherfuckers. That's the problem. You fucking enable these dumbass motherfuckers who say shit like this and you're such a dick writer of his game and his particular sport, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, you like him because he's good at his sport, that you ride his dick regardless of his belief in what he says. When in theory, you should be like, dog, you're foul for that shit. You're out of bounds for talking shit to Jamal Armstrong. I mean, I mean, not Jamal Armstrong. He's on the show. To Bob Myers. You talk shit to Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, who gave you the platform and the money, and now your asses want to come out and bash them. It's a trip, dog. It's a trip when the fans really say, fuck you for sitting out Kawhi Leonard and KD and all you motherfuckers that want to sit out and, and, and miss games because time management, load management. Dog, could you imagine a motherfucking family of five pack up their shit fly from houston texas to la to see magic johnson kareem abdul jabbar michael cooper james worthy and then they get there and these motherfuckers are chilling in 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 suits on the sideline and they'd be like damn what happened oh dog we didn't want to play tonight we just chose to chill and then they're playing the celtics and larry bird and kevin McHale chose to sit out too because remember, dog, there was no social media. Motherfuckers weren't going to find out. Nobody was going to know. So guess what would have happened? Those cats would not have been paid because the fans pay the fucking people that play the game. And when you motherfuckers start understanding and controlling the narrative, these motherfuckers might stop load management. They might stop the soft-ass shit. But see, you don't think that shit. Um... Kwame Brown, Cleve, I, I talked about a while back. He, you know, I actually, I actually, I was just with Matt Barnes and and, uh, and them two three days ago at a at a big event. I don't disagree with what Kwame Brown says at all. Stephen A. Smith bashed the motherfucker, and when Kwame Brown came out and put it in his perspective and saying you're bashing a kid that was the number one pick, but I was 17 years old. You get off on thinking you can talk shit about a motherfucking kid and then have no consequence. And because Stephen A. Smith acts like he was a straight hooper. This motherfucker played at a HBCU was horrible and now has the fucking right to judge every motherfucking NBA Hall of Famer. Like this motherfucker has no clue what a basketball player really fucking is or a football player he has no clue about football i have no idea and then the motherfucker just got uh max kellerman fucking fired on first take i think i think he did but that's just a whole nother thing but i like kwame i think that shit funny as fuck i'm gonna try to get him on the show me and kwame dog and see two controversial motherfuckers talking shit um so i'm gonna try to see what happens but look, this is the thing. I'm telling you about controlling the narrative, dog. I got a, I got a question for some of you guys. Like, think about this scenario, all right? You know, we, we go into the liquor st- We go into restaurants and shit all the time. And look, the vaccine's being pushed on us. You know, you know, my mom's a doctor. I got a lot of people in my ear about shit like this. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't give a shit about it either way. I know that I've heard doctors and shit talk about if you've got COVID before, um, if you got COVID, you got an antibody. See, antibodies is our immune system's defense mechanism, and it goes back to the beginning of time because just so we're clear, people don't understand and don't even think about it. Please understand that (laughs) we're not just starting the human race. Like, we've been around. We've had to fight off fucking disease 
from malaria to the Spanish flu to fucking smallpox, chickenpox. We've had to fight these things off for thousands of years, if not millions, right? Well, there was no vaccinations. So how did we fight it? Well, coach, people died at 20 years old from some of it. Yes, they did. And a lot of them found out that they can survive it by getting the antibody after having it. And guess what happened? They survived. And life found a way. Well, I've heard a lot of doctors talk about the fucking COVID. Uh, I mean, about the, uh, the COVID-19 antibodies. You know why people are scared to get the vaccine? Because they're scared because they've done some research and found that if you get the vaccine that already has the antibody that's in your system, when they get together and get into your body and they fucking collide, they see that they're the same and they're like, well, what's going on? And people have a huge side effect from it. And people are either getting sick, dying, or just scared to take the shot. But it's getting forced on us, fellas. I just want to make sure everybody knows out there that the vaccine will be forced on you. And like I said, I have no issue taking the vaccine. I'm not riding the fence or anything. Uh, I have not taken it. Um, but at the same time, if I'm told I have to take it, I'll take it. I'm not going to fight it and shit like that. But again, I don't agree with it either. So I don't agree that we have to be forced on it. That's the reason we live in America, in my opinion. And I just feel that uh, we should have the freedoms that we fucking were born to have. But... People all, that's why people think, oh, you're a Trumper. You're a Biden. No, motherfucker, I'm nothing. I'm independent, motherfucker. I'm an independent thinker. I do research and turn over rocks and find out real shit. I'm not going to fucking believe your ass or fucking Giuliani or fucking the CDC. I'm going to go do my own shit. And I've found a lot of interesting shit that you could literally go find if you go do some work. But a lot of motherfuckers are lazy and they just want to take the advice of the first motherfucker. And I don't know. I'm just, but just put this in perspective talking about what I was saying. You go to a restaurant every day. They ask you to wear a mask or show that you have the vaccine. You can't go to Hawaii from California without getting the vaccine and showing the proof. What if you asked for their vaccine proof? The pilot. The stewardess, the manager at the restaurant, the server at the restaurant. How about the chef and the cooks at the restaurant handling your motherfucking food? Why can't we ask them for their proof of vaccination and their proof of non-COVID being negative in the COVID test and all the shit that they're asking us to do? I don't give a fuck if you're wearing a mask when I walk into your place. Can you show me that you don't have the motherfucking virus? Can you show me you got a test? Uh, you got the vaccine? Restaurants need us. We do not need them. Just so we're clear. Now, I'm not saying this to have a fucking boycott and go boycott. I want to go to restaurants. I want to be out and mingle and see people and human life and fucking interaction and fucking chill and enjoy a drink. And I want to be able to do that shit. But I don't like the fact that people want to try to fucking mandate that you do this or that when they don't have to show proof on their end. That's just where I'm at. I want to make sure we're on an even playing field here. But see, people won't discuss that. They won't bring that up because that's just not coach. That's not politically correct. Motherfucker, I want to see your shit. If I got to show you my shit. So she said. But anyway. Uh, I don't know. Never thought about that thought, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. It really is. It's crazy how, how that shit works. Motherfuckers only want to see it one way. Um, but anyway, so, um, Hey man, it's been real. I appreciate it. I got some sound back cracking on YouTube. And then the podcast will be up and running today. Spotify, iTunes, Apple, wherever you can find a podcast. Hey, man, I just did the show on a humbug just to see if I get fucking YouTube to work. So maybe I'll start doing all of them live because I don't know if the fucking sound works otherwise. It's a waste. But anyway, 
stay in your lane. Don't go out of bounds. Don't step out of bounds. When you step out of bounds playing sports, get what happens? The play is over, motherfucker. Don't end your life over a fucking dumbass, fucking weak-ass, fucking judgmental-ass thought process. Stay in your lane. Stay out of mind. Worry about the food on your plate. Because if not, it's going to get cold, dog. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. The Real Coach JB. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. You too. I appreciate it. I'll be back. It's the last Wednesday, dog. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it? Adam Horvath, what up? We gon' see. It's the last chance.